1: Welcome to The Favorites, the podcast presented by Bet365. We are part of the Action Network. Today is our NFL Week 8 Sunday recap episode. I am Chad Millman, and I am joined by my BFF, my companion, my compadre, my co-host, the man who said the most beautiful thing he said to me during the entirety of our relationship, which I will talk about, professional bettor Simon Hunter. Hello, Simon.
2: Hello, Chad. Dude, three
1: and two on the day. We got a lot to discuss. This may be our most packed Sunday episode ever. So much strategy to get where we got to today. I don't want to spend too much time on preamble. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary that's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else every day. They power up the odds on hundreds of bets to give you a chance to win more. Bet365 boosts, specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays. And they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible Super Boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365 must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia. Or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. As a reminder, you can catch every episode of The Favorites live on YouTube. For those enjoying on YouTube, don't forget to give us a like and subscribe to the Action Network YouTube page. It's never more important to listen to us and watch us live than it is on Sunday night's When we're talking about the early leans and the big lines that we're looking ahead to for the following week, here's a little recap of what's happened. We had Dallas minus six and a half. The New York Giants plus three and a half. Very interesting strategic conversation we had on that one. We had Denver minus six and a half. Green Bay plus one and a half. Washington plus six and a half. Lost those last two. The games we considered but passed. Pittsburgh, plus two and a half. Texans, minus three and a half. Niners, minus three and a half. Fascinating combos. We're going to get into all of it because every game is so intertwined. And like, Simon, the little decisions we make, like the one little comment we make that ends up keeping us on or off a game at a particular moment, it's so... Fascinating. I don't know if you feel that way at all, but like I take a lot of notes in our conversations and I will look back and be like, holy shit. I like it was a little thing that kept us from a loss and sometimes a win.
2: Yeah. And it's also nice on a week that I feel like a lot of things then bounce our way that we 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 finished three and two. It's like we yeah. we 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 had a lot of things that were just like, did this really just happen? Did that really just happen? Like, is are we really not going to cover now? Um yeah. Worst. Obviously, the worst pick of the day is by far on me. That Green Bay pick was dead from the start. But every other game we were in, and it's like yeah. four and one was sitting there, two and three was sitting there. We end three and two. I'm not gonna complain. Um, another another winning week. It always feels good. By the way,
1: starting one and three, was sitting there, uh, with with needing Denver uh to to cover in the afternoon, and we're gonna get to all of it. So this first game we got to talk about Dallas minus six and a half. Look. This was, for me, more of a relief than gratifying. And I want to I <laughs> repeat to you, I just said to you before we came on the air, and I said this as I was doing the introduction, maybe my most favorite quote in the history of our relationship, we were talking about the Cowboys this morning. You said to me, you know how much I love the Cowboys this week. You were on the Cowboys, like the idea of it, but... You couldn't find the logic behind it. And you said to me, could have gone a million different ways. Quote, I support you. You are my guy. How beautiful is that? We spend so much time breaking down these games, talking about these games, trying to find consensus. You are so patient because this is what you do every day at a professional level. At the end of the day, you compromised. You believed. That is BFF shit right there, Simon.
2: Yeah, it just Chad knows the deal. It's tough. I'm hearing a lot of outside voices. And then we come on this morning and Sean's on the Rams and he's making a lot of good points. And um, my view, honestly, I'm lucky I already had bet it. Like I, I'd back you whenever that was, Thursday. I bet it. Um, feel lucky that I bet it because I, 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 Sean made some good points this morning. I'm not going to lie. And it was just like, this is why I'm like hesitant about this game. But um, there was one second there where I was worried, right? I think they'd got like a sack and some pressure on Dak to start the game. Oh yeah. And I was thinking, man, if they're already getting this much pressure, this, this is going to be a long day for Dak. And then for once, this is why I love you, Chad. We were on the chalk side, the right side. We got the pick six, we got the block and all these different things that never go right for us. I mean, you never, we never get these plays. Cause we're just betting these ugly dogs. It was great. I was like, thank God I took it with Chad and like, um, yeah contest wise those are huge right that's like you just said that flipped a two and three week to a three and two week which is just that's that's what we're looking for here so that that was definitely kudos to you and just a great feeling of like we were on the right side but you nailed that from the get-go of that front four for the cowboys all the trouble they gave the rams it was pretty much just exactly what you said that stafford would be under duress he'd make mistakes I mean, what was that, the fourth throw of the game for him, that pick six, like pressure, mistakes?
1: Yeah, it, uh, it actually went exactly as we thought it would, right? Like the, the Cowboys, there's certain spots where you can guarantee the Cowboys are going to do what you hope the Cowboys will do. It's usually midseason against a trendy team at home where everyone can now believe, oh, my God, the Cowboys are amazing. And we know they're not amazing. They caught a team that people have liked and a quarterback that usually can do magical things at the exact right time. We talked about Dak Prescott's stats at home as a favorite in this situation, uh, uh, enormously in his favor. But true, the pressure on Stafford, that offensive line is just not very good. We talked about this in the favorites film room, the exclusive episode, 10 minutes, we do breaking down film of bets that we liked in the week ahead on YouTube. And like, it happened exactly as we thought it would. Like the pressure was so good. I will say the Rams touchdown at the end of the half. And then again in the third quarter, and then all of a sudden it's 33-15 and I'm like, oh right, it's Mike McCarthy. And he's a terrible coach. uh that did make me a little bit nervous
2: yeah honestly I never was it just really? like you said they were just in, yeah they were just in complete control it was like a game of even when they were coming back it goes well dallas at any point can just go back to cd like cd was getting whenever he wanted he was getting to open whenever he wanted and you know they're not always gonna have that with the the cowboys right they're not always gonna have these kind of matchups so um yeah as much as you know, I want to bash McCarthy. It was, it was a great offensive game plan. I mean, obviously a pick six and a block help, right? Once they get up big, it's snowballed. But yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we haven't even talked about it yet, but anytime a backup comes in mid game and you know the name, but not really, you're, you're like, you're feeling really good. Right. When you're on the other side, once again, usually we're on the side where the backup's coming in for that team. That's yeah, how right? me and Chad live life. So uh once again, the Cowboys are just nice to be on the other side of all these horrible things we're we used to be on the same side of.
1: Well, look, there was uh we're gonna talk about a backup who came in for us, our in hero the next yeah. game, in the next game. But also I do want to say um we'll we'll talk about another backup, which is Taylor Heineke at the end, because yeah. I do want to talk about Tennessee and I want to talk about Tennessee next week and Will Levis uh and how amazing his performance was, but I don't want to get to it yet. I want to save that. Because I do think there's a conversation to have about Tennessee and Pittsburgh uh, right now. Tennessee is a two and a half point dog next week in Pittsburgh. Um, the next game, the New York Football Giants. So when I'm talking about like the conversations we're having on uh, having on Tuesday and Thursday, and then again this morning, the Giants in Pittsburgh are at the the centerpiece of this conversation. So on Thursday. We loved, we didn't love, we loved, hated Pittsburgh and the Giants. Uh, they were both two and a half point dogs at home. We felt like it was the right spot. Uh, we couldn't decide like we were going to end up being on both of them. So there wasn't real consensus on going one way or the other. So I've got this little beanbag on my desk for those watching. I can show you. It says yes on on one side and it has nothing on the other. So I finally said, to Simon, I'm just flipping the beanbag. Like we have no other way to decide this. If it lands on yes for Pittsburgh, if it lands on the blank side, we're the Giants. I flipped it. It landed on yes and then bounced onto the blank side. So we went with Giants plus two and a half. Then on Sunday, we did something we haven't done all year, which is we will make our picks on Thursday, as we talk about in the pod. I'll lock them in on thefavorites.actionnetwork.com, and then on Sunday because we want to get those lines on Sunday, if lines have moved and we might decide, okay, we're going to unlock the picks. Because if you change one pick, you got to change them all. So you got to be comfortable with all the lines. We have not done that all year, but today the Giants moved from two and a half to three and a half, but the Broncos had moved from seven and a half to six and a half. We decided the three and a half for the Giants was more valuable than the six and a half for the Broncos holy fuck Simon did that pay off
2: yeah and it it does help but I'm sick for everyone that pushed with me on the three like we gave that that was my Simon Says bet yeah I I talked about how important it was to grab the three in case it went to two and a half and you know you can say we didn't deserve it in the first place but it's like we did that Giants defense they did what we thought they were going to do right they shut down that offense um one fluky Zach Wilson played a uh, Brees Hall and he took it for a touchdown. And, yep. you know, Taylor went out. And I was like, okay, we're probably gonna lose this one. Right. We had missed yep. a field goal at that point. Taylor was out now. Um, this kid that came in is like the most stereotypical Italian guy in the entire world. Like um, I know. Tommy DeVito.
1: You're talking about Tommy fucking DeVito.
2: Yes. Tommy DeVito, who his favorite show is
1: was... no passes in the second half.
2: Yeah, I was going to say, his favorite show, Sopranos. Both his parents drive Escalades. Like, I literally went to high school with a kid. Um, He is so Italian, so Jersey. Um, like, someone posted a photo of him on the internet in, like, a, a tank top with a TD chain. He just looks so Italian. And he's terrible. Like, all of his passes are terrible. His decisions are terrible. They, well, I think they got a turnover or something happened. They get a short field. They just run it nine times straight. He yep. was able to run it himself in for a touchdown. And I had no doubt. I was like, oh, this is over. Like, there's no going to be no points in this game. Um, Zach Wilson wakes up as he does every now and then, drives the field in like 18 seconds, gets a field goal, go to overtime. We lose it, but we we covered. So uh, I'm sick for everyone that had the plus three. out of plus three. plus uh, three. That's brutal. But for the contest, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm elated. But it's just. It just stinks when it bounces that way. It's like you read a game well, even with the backup, you get all the way there, and then just eighteen seconds later, you are in overtime. Where I could have sworn in my dream I saw that guy throw a pick six. So the fact that he didn't, I was so elated. I was like, "Oh my god, thank God!" At least we got the cover after all that, Chad. Dude, he tried.
1: He threw a screen pass into the middle of the line, surrounded by (laughs) two receivers, surrounded by two defensive linemen. Uh, I actually, you just said the exact thing I wrote down. Which was when Tyrod Taylor went out and the Giants were losing seven to three, I wrote down, this bet is DOA, except except maybe Zach Wilson will keep us in it. Literally the next play, he fumbles the snap and throughout the game, he is miserable. The Jets are 0 for 10 on third down conversions uh, late into the third quarter 24 combined punts. The NFL record is 28. There were 15 punts. 15 punts in the first half, the most since 2000. We win this game. The reason we lose this game is because Graham Gano, the reason we, we we almost lose this game and while we push this game because we bet the three as well, Graham Gano shanks a 35-year-old field goal with 20 seconds left, and then Zach Wilson turns into Patrick Mahomes. Unbelievable. <laughs> this game was exhausting. We totally didn't deserve to win this game.
2: Yeah. Yeah. No. I just so you play the number, though. It's like yes. in that game, three was the right number. Um, it's just it's just sick. Like I had a decent amount too in the money line around Robin that was in there. And it's just the Giants had it, and it's, it's a total blunder. Um, but we see bad teams make these stupid mistakes all the time. I mean, Russell Wilson, the end of that first half. I know we haven't talked about that game yet, but yeah. he fumbled it. The Chiefs got the ball, were able to kick a field goal with three seconds left, and it's like those things matter so much. Like those are such big deals. Those little flips there. So um, the Giants, luckily they're they're well coached, but overall, like the the discrepancy of talent there is just terrible. Like Waller went out. They're tight end. I think he had a catch and then pulled a hamstring. Yeah. Like you said, like once the backup came, it didn't matter anyway. But even before that, like Taylor wasn't moving the ball anyway. So um, yeah, the Giants just tons and tons of issues right now. The
1: uh I was really impressed with uh Kayvon Thibodeau. Had a great game, best game oh, yeah. of his career. He was all over the field. He was yeah. he was really making great plays. Giants had negative nine passing yards. <laughs> Fewest for a team since the Browns in 2000. I can't even remember. That must have been that might have been the Tim Couch era of the Browns. Maybe Evan can tell us in the chat. The Jets and the Giants both have more punt yards than offensive yards this season. The New York Jets are four and three, and I will say this: give it up for Robert Sala, because what an impressive coaching job! the guy is doing has not wavered his star quarterback goes down in the first series on a year they think they can win the Super Bowl because their defense is going to be so good the guy has not buckled has not looked like he was upset he just goes on coaches his team and they continue to keep themselves in games so by making good decisions and sticking around long enough to make some plays pretty impressive it really is
2: it is but it's also just so depressing because it's at the end of the day it's Zach Wilson. And Kirk Cousins is a Taurus Achilles today. So he won't yeah. be the one traded there. Maybe Tannehill gets traded there, but it, it's just heartbreaking where you have a one a generational talent in brace hall, and then you have Wilson at the wide receiver position, and then you have this incredible defense, but you don't have the general out there. Like Zach Wilson is just inconsistent. Like he has those flashes, but it'll never be consistent. That's that's his problem. He just cannot be consistent. So um who knows if they'd be 4-3 with the Rodgers here, but at least we'd know this team is always going to have a chance. If they can just get in the playoffs, they have a chance. And now, you know, I saw him today. He was doing a little bit of drop-back work on the field, Aaron Rodgers, before the game. It, it would be a miracle if he was somehow back by December, could get into game shape by January and make it for the playoffs. But um, I just feel bad for Jets fans. It's just got to be tougher. It's like you guys have such a talented team. It's just you just don't have a quarterback.
1: The quarterback of that Cleveland Browns team in two thousand, by the way, thanks Evan Spurgeon Win. What a name! What a name, right? Um, All right, we're (laughs) going to talk about our two losses before we get to to Denver, Uh, Green Bay. We had them at plus one, plus one and a half in the contest. We just, I think, I think ultimately, we just we got this way wrong, right? Like we were, I think we were over invested in the idea that the Vikings got lucky against the Niners. We're not believers in that team. I think we were, we undervalued the, we thought the Packers were undervalued off of a loss to the Broncos. And so we just got this one wrong. I mean, love was terrible. Didn't have a hundred yards passing until late in the third. Uh, We were never in the game.
2: Yeah. Bad, bet. just these, these happen. I mean, we, we, we bet divisional dogs and they'll lay eggs time to time. But, um, yeah, Jordan Love, it's coming very apparent that finally it's happened. Green Bay is totally missed on the quarterback position and no fault to them. Like, that's a draft class of Joe Burrow, Tua, Herbert, and Hurts. Like, it, are there going to be five starters out of one draft class? We've never seen that. Like, we've never seen a draft class produce those kind of numbers. So, Historically, they were up against it. And Green Bay, you know, as much as I love to badmouth Jordan Love, it's the whole team is bad. Like their yeah. defense is bad. I mean, all all offseason, all we heard coming to the year was this team is stacked. All you need is Jordan Love to be half decent, and they'll be a good team. They have a good defense, they have good weapons of the uh outside on the receiver position. They have good running backs, they have a good O-line. Yeah, they've had some injuries to all those positions, but overall. They're just they just look like a bad team and in that game i think it was 10-3 at half i still felt like we had a chance and it was third and nine the vikings had gotten the ball to start yeah and you know one missed tackle the guy breaks it he gets that first down and then it's 17-3 and it's just at that point you know you're done with jordan love it's like you're down that many points he's not gonna get you back so yeah tough tough day for taking these home divisional dogs but That's life betting them, Chad. They're not always going to hit, but the percentages say long-term. It's the bet to make. So um, definitely hurt, but it's a bet I would have walked into no matter what, brother. That's just, those are the dogs I bet. Well, look, we
1: talk about it all the time, even with the the big dogs, right? Washington, Denver, Arizona. You bet all three of those, you hope two or three are going to win, right? And it's the same with these short home dogs in these divisional games. You're going to win these games over time. Just not the right team today. Talk about Washington. That was another game we had. We had Washington plus six and a half. They lost by seven. We bet it at seven. At least I know I did. I bet it at seven because that was uh, the number we could get. The contest was six and a half. Um, And this was excruciating, right? Like Washington (laughs) really should have won this game. Like multiple lost Eagles fumbles inside the five-yard line. Washington had a hundred more yards, total offense, more plays, higher uh, yards per play by nearly a yard. The difference was two things. The Eagles have great players who know how to win and the commanders do not. And when the Eagles needed to convert, they were two of two on third downs, uh, two and two on fourth downs. Washington was 0-3, including two really critically bad passes on the series that could have tied the game they would have been able to, and and they were driving. So tough beat, tough beat.
2: Yeah. It's just the biggest difference to me is coaching. Like is, who the hell is the owner of Washington nowadays? Like who the hell is running the show over there? If, if you have a pulse and you actually care about your team, you head to the sideline after that game and you fire Ron Rivera, Jack Del Rio, get the fuck out of here. Your defense is terrible. Just everything about Washington pissed me off in that game where, the Eagles were giving it to them. They had all the opportunity to win that game and they totally laid an egg in that second half. They made zero adjustments. If anything, they got worse. Like, how yeah. do you not double AJ? And just everything about it sucked, where it's like, we are up big. I'm feeling great. It feels like the Eagles have no answers for this, for Sam and this offense. And, you know, just, it's just terrible coaching. And then the fact that they didn't go for two is what just sent me off an edge, where it's like, the math will always tell you to go for two, but Ron Rivera is a fucking dinosaur, Chad. That's that's what sucks. We bet on a dinosaur, and it's like I, I'd rather just lose the bet, right, if I have the seven. I don't want pushes. I hate pushes. The as that pushes, people say pushes are wins. Sometimes it makes you sick, especially a game like that where you you are in the lead, have the whole thing in front of you. Sam throws a stupid pick. You know, they get the seven. And once they got to 14, though, I kept saying to myself, well, at least they're going to go for two. Like they're going to score here. They'll go for two. And at least we either, we'll either die here. Or we'll, we'll live on with the six. And we didn't get that opportunity, kick the extra point, And it's just like, oh my God, this dude is such a dinosaur. And I just can't get over. It. He's their, their defense is terrible. Why even keep the whole, the whole thing is bizarre to me. So, um, yeah, that was definitely one of the more painful losses of the season. Um, just thought Washington seemed like the better team. The Eagles, it felt like a look-ahead spot for them with Dallas. And Hurts doesn't look himself right. Even after he'd run, you'd see him grimacing and everything like yeah. that. So He looked um, like an old man. Yeah, it is tough where, like, I'm counting this as a loss for the Eagles because of public perception. Like, I think the public's going to be used as a loss for the Eagles. They just didn't look that good. But at the end of the day, they pushed. So, um, yeah, just, just an incredible team. Like, as an Eagles fan life life couldn't be better Chad it's like I, I can't believe how good my team is how good the offense is it's just you know I, I love T.O. that whole era with T.O. McNabb was really special and Deshaun Jackson was another incredible Eagles receiver but A.J. Brown he's it he's, he's the best receiver I've ever seen in my life everything he does is incredible um you know he's making plays over the field and then the fact that Julio Jones has stepped in he had a huge catch at the end of that game for that touchdown it's it's bizarre right now as an Eagles fan. I, I just can't believe back to back seasons. Um, this team is so good. Like your four ers today. That's what you expect with the Eagles, right? You expect them to have a little bit of a rough run or fall off a little bit of a cliff, right? We, me and Chad I've been talking. here. they lost their OC in DC, and they just keep winning. They're the best team of football right now. They're the best record in football. It's it is bizarre. They've been able to keep it keep it all together, but. Like we're about to talk about uh this upcoming week. It's a it's a real test for them this upcoming yeah. week. So um pretty pretty exciting. If you're an Eagles fan, enjoy this win. But yeah, it's it's about to be a crazy week as an Eagles fan.
1: They are a very interesting team because as we've said all season, they're winning almost in spite of themselves. They're winning because they know how to win, because they're so talented, because they're so well coached. This team is evidence of that six and four straight up the last 10 games when trailing by 10 10 points or more at any point in the season I mean in the game including two and0 this season for context the rest of the NFL when trailing at any point in a game by 10 points or more 13 and 77 this year which is amazing.
2: I got some more context for you uh Shanahan, is 0-30 when he's trailing by double digits heading into the fourth quarter in his career as a 49ers head coach. So it ain't easy to do. Pro
0: teams have millions to spend, and they don't always spend them wisely. But when it comes to a great shave, you don't have to shell out tons of cash. Harry's saw customers getting ripped off by the shaving industry with overpriced, underperforming products and decided to do something better. The Eagles
1: lose to the Jets and the Niners lose to the Browns. Since then, the Eagles claw their way back. They beat up on the Dolphins, claw their way back, come back from 10 to beat on the Commanders. The Niners lost to the Browns, lost to the Vikings, lost badly to the Bengals. So all of a sudden, the Eagles like completely in the driver's seat in the NFC. Shoot, the Seahawks are in first place in the NFC West. Three weeks ago. Would you have guessed that? I
2: Probably. mean, just a, just a week ago, the Seahawks were four to one to win their division. Now they're in the lead. And just <laughs> a week ago. So <laughs> even even the books did not see this coming with this 49ers team melting down and Purdy turning back into a seventh round pick.
1: All right. Uh Denver, what can we say? We had them uh, in the contest at six and a half. We made the change this morning, decided the seven wasn't going to be something that deterred us. Um Patrick Mahomes had a touch of the flu because it's racing through his house because he's a young parent is the most relatable thing ever. And there were moments in this game that made me sick. Bucker, you mentioned Russell Wilson fumbling, and then Bucker hitting that field goal at the end of the half to make it 14-9. Then there was a blocked field goal by the Chiefs against the Broncos when they could have gone up 17-9. Russell Wilson holding the ball forever. Um, But here's my question. We were on the right side of this, right call. All the reasons why we bet Green Bay, we also bet Denver. It just happened to work out for us. Denver's defense, three straight weeks of playing well, two straight weeks of Wilson not losing them the game. I feel like we're looking at a film room, reevaluating Russell Wilson and the Broncos' defense. You and me, two sides of the same coin. What are we making of this team right now?
2: I would love to be able to fade Denver, but uh, I believe they're on a bye. So instead, I'll just grab it right now. I mean a little preview, but the Chiefs are minus two and a half in Germany against Miami. We gotta do it, right? I mean yes. as, as bad as um as bad as the defense looked for the Chiefs, we, we talked about it like they have injuries on their defense right now, but offensively, you could just tell it wasn't the same Mahomes were used to. And, I mean, it was reported this morning, which gave me confidence where I felt comfortable going to the six and a half with Chad where it's like apparently he had the flu. And, um, you know, who knows what kind of bug he got. Again, this is – it sounds bizarre, but I believe in it. His kids are in a daycare. They pick up a bug. They bring it home. And Chad knows if you've ever gotten sick from a kid from coming back from a daycare – it is the sick of six, right? It's like the most intense, sick, whatever you'll feel your whole life. You've never been that sick ever kind of sickness. And that's apparently what he had. His whole family was just decimated this whole weekend. He toughened it out. He played in the game. Just didn't look right. I mean, that offense didn't look right at all. Um, he wasn't his normal self. Man, what a sweat that was, though. Like, I never felt comfortable. When I was 14, nine and a half, I was like, we're dead. We're not going to cover this somehow. I mean, they're... They're just the little things Denver does. Yeah. It just makes you remember they're just a bad team. They're just so bad. Russell Wilson still thinks he's 27 years old trying to outrun these DNs. He gets caught every time. I think yeah. it was a fourth down. He got caught. And I was like, well, there goes that bet. Just all those things kept happening. And, I mean, look at us now. Just outright winners on Denver. Um, I, I wish that was in our, our money line Round Robin, but – we gave the stats from Evan. That was the first time Mahomes has ever lost in a road divisional game in his career, which is crazy to say. This is like year seven or whatever it is. But, um, yeah, for, for Denver, you know, that 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 was as good as it's going to get, right? Like, that was their Super Bowl this year. Um, I wish we could fade them this upcoming week because, you know, those guys are going to be partying for at least two to three days off that win. But <laughs> um, sadly, we're not. So, yeah, that was um that was a great win, Chad. Like again, three and two, we got there, but it definitely there's certain weeks it feels like a grind. Even on the making the picks this morning was a grind, like trying to get to our five. So coming out three and two just feels so good,
1: so good. All right, a recap of other picks uh, this week: Denver was the foxhole at plus seven. Uh, big balls was Washington plus six and a half. Matt Mitchell says in the uh, script, so I guess we didn't have Washington plus seven. Exec decision was Dallas minus six and a half. Simon says New York Giants plus three. The round robin was Pittsburgh, Green Bay, New York Giants, Washington, Tennessee. The last thing I'll say about Pittsburgh was, we we even thought about it this morning a little bit. And in the end, I think we both agreed we love Mike Tomlin, but there's only so much in a rah-rah spot, and like you got to know when to walk away from the spot. And this felt like the time to walk away from the spot. We've been saying all week, like it made us jittery making this part of the contest. So I was glad for us that we didn't we didn't overindulge at the Mike Tomlin rah-rah buffet.
2: And that's tough. We're taking sponsored losses because we have to use that <laughs> three six fives numbers. So we took a six and a half, but. I guess that's the way it goes for Washington but yeah um yeah. that that that's tough a push on the push on the Giants is tough I mean it's just that 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 one's gonna sting for the rest of the tonight like those again I'm trying to be positive but people can tell those those games just irk me so bad because it's just it, it should have been an outright win should have been an easy cover and end up being just a bad 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 push
1: all right for those of us for those joining live uh we do have a game tonight we got the Chicago Bears They are uh, playing the Los Angeles chargers uh, right now. What is the line on this game right now? It's nine. Wow. It's all the way up to nine. So what's your take here?
2: Uh, I'm on the chargers and the under, but not, I mean, it's rare. I'm just like, I'm probably not going to watch a game. Probably not going to watch this game. It's uh. Two o'clock in the afternoon here in Hawaii. I would r- rather go to the beach or do something else than watch the Bears and Chargers. Just two two bad teams, but I'll put I'll put some money on it. I'll uh, and I I gave out this morning. Um, anytime touchdown DJ. It's it's dropped a little, but as long as you're getting a plus two hundred or above, I, I'd still take it. Anytime touchdown DJ more.
1: This line's all over the place. You can find eight and a halfs. You can find nines. There are nine and a Uh Another bet that we uh, Simon mentioned the under. Um, that's a it's a big luck rankings total to the under, one of the best performing uh, percentage unders that we have in terms of the luck rankings. So you might want to think about that. Also, uh, Raybon loved Roshan Johnson, the Bears running back under 29 and a half rushing yards. What about tomorrow night, Simon? Monday Night Football, we got Las Vegas at Detroit early in the week we talked about like in Detroit, I feel like it's a good spot for them, even though it's a big number at minus eight.
2: Yeah. It's down to minus seven and a half. I'm still on it, but it's a little scary when, you know, the pro money's coming on Vegas, but um, just lines seem like they're the team that beats up on bad teams. So um not ideal with Montgomery out. I mean, he seems like he's such a difference maker for that running back group. Yeah. And, you know, maybe that's why the pros are taking a little bit of an angle here on this Vegas team. But, um, yeah, it's, it's probably one of the most public bets you'll ever see me make taking taking Detroit here. It's just everyone's teasers, everything is tied to this. A lot of teasers got killed today, though, by this Chiefs game, but um, apparently a lot of money is coming in the lines here. So the fact that it's going down, never a good sign. So, yeah, definitely won't put a lot on this one.
1: Uh, the NFL is better when Dan Campbell is in it, and Dan Campbell is winning. <laughs> Simon, can you name the fastest-growing ticketing app in the United States? Game time. Boom, that's right. It's our sponsor, Game Time. I love Game Time for two reasons. One, because they sponsor this show. Number two, because I actually use Game Time to buy tickets. They've got amazing last minute deals on all sorts of tickets, including pro and college football games. Speaking of which, I am opening the Game Time app right now from my house. You know what I'm seeing? I'm seeing the four and three New York Jets playing on Monday night football a week from tomorrow and the tickets less than $55, no matter where you live, download the game time app, get out, have some fun this week, go sweat your bets live and in person. You can redeem code favorites for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Again, just download the app and enter code favorites for $20 off last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. All right. The buys this week, you mentioned the Broncos, the Lions, the Jags, the Niners, who are desperately in need of some time off. My first thought before I even looked at the Lions was to fade Tennessee. And you know what's interesting to me? We barely talked about Tennessee this week. Tennessee, they were home dogs against the Falcons. Will Levis was the starting quarterback. And it's weird to me that we didn't really – Considered Tennessee this week. Did it ever cross your mind to say, hey, let's put Tennessee in the contest?
2: I think we put in the money line around Robin, but um yeah, I guess it's like the same thing as a Tomlin. We just we can't play it every time. And I had zero idea what Levis would do. Maybe we should have just faded Atlanta as a favorite on the road. That would have been a yeah. nice spot just to be like, I mean, I badmouthed their quarterback for six months. I should have just stayed on it, kept, kept, you know. We got really lucky with them covering against the Bucs. So I was just like, you know, I'm just going to avoid a game of Atlanta for a week. It would be nice. And, you know, I don't even know how much. I probably had like mid four, I don't know, four or five K on uh, the round robin with Tennessee in it. And I barely had any bets in the plus two and a half. I just had no idea what to do with that number, Chad. So definitely a miss. And it's like I try to overreact, but like, you know, I'm, I'm watching the game with a budding. his first thing he's like says to me is like, "How do you not bet on this team with those those throwback uniforms?" I'm just like, "Wow, if that's just how everyone's betting today, they're probably gonna get smoked." But didn't matter. Uh, You know that kid threw four touchdowns. Is that how four much? Four touchdowns. Levels? It was, was right. He was
1: flicking it like yeah. Like the one thing we knew about the him. best
2: quarterback ever flicking it. It was yeah. bizarre. Yeah, he, was- he, out, he outplayed. He did better than was like ever done for them. Apparently, like something. He has like more that, right?
1: touchdowns in one game than Tannehill has this year. <laughs>
2: <laughs> so I'm right there with Chad. Um, we're supposed to take Pittsburgh, whatever the points are. I saw a couple. I saw a couple threes. Pittsburgh
1: is a two um, and a half. Let, let's frame it. Pittsburgh is a two and a half point favorite at home On Thursday. On Thursday, I, yeah, I mean,
2: looking yeah. like it's Mitch Trubisky. Um,
1: oh God, that's terrible
2: it's terrible, but like, I don't know if, if it's really now. If, the more I think about this, I maybe I'll just avoid it again. Cause I don't know what to do. I don't really want to put a lot of money on Mitch, but from time under prime time under. And, um, I'll, I'll just throw a little bet on it right now. Cause it's a minus two and a half in case it goes back up to three. All
1: right. Let's talk a little bit more about Miami at Kansas city. Um, I'm not at Kansas city, but Miami, it's in Germany. City, which is the German game. Uh, I immediately wrote this down. Like to me, how are you not taking Kansas City in this spot? Like their defense. You got your little uh
2: Mahomes stat for under three as a favorite.
1: Oh my goodness. Let's see if Evan can can fire that up quickly while while I'm vamping. Cause I do want to talk about the Well he's uh,
2: got it right here. He's got after scoring 20 points or less, the Chiefs are nine and three ATS with Mahomes in the next game, which is I mean, pretty impressive. On.
1: Right. And their defense is still amazing. Like They are really good defense, right? And so, you know, you've said it. Raybon has said it. uh, Bill Barnwell this past week in his column, he talked about it. Like the Chiefs might have one of the two or three best defenses in the NFL. If you're talking about the Ravens and you're talking about the Browns, the Chiefs kind of have to be up there. So it's a good matchup for them against a team like Miami, which has not performed well against good defenses. We saw them struggle against the Patriots early in the season. We saw them struggle against the Bills uh, and lose a game. So, like, we saw them struggle against the Eagles, which have a really good defense and get a lot of pressure. So, feels like a good spot for Kansas City here this week.
2: Yeah, super chalky, but we're just taking it because it's under three right now. And, you know, plenty of books out there at minus two. You can get that as well, which is a key number. Obviously not ideal, like – Traveling all the way to Germany from Kansas City. That's that's pretty far. Um, I don't know what their travel plans are yet, but I don't know. Chad Chad just Chad just broke it down. Like me and him in these spots. We o- we always fade my homes, but you always take my homes no matter what, when he's under three or a dog. Evan just posted it. Mahomes, a minus three or less, or a dog, 196 and one ATS. So um, we, we just play the numbers. We, we take Mahomes in these kind of spots. And the fact that he just got embarrassed, lost his first road divisional game ever yeah. after apparently he just had the flu. We have to, we have to play, we have to play him this spot. So if this is in contest at two and a half. Oh wait, we can't play because in Germany, I would say even in, if you're in another contest, you can get it. If it's under three, I, I would definitely put uh, this, this in.
1: What's interesting this week, not, a lot of home dogs right now. Like I'm looking at the board, Green Bay is a home dog. Uh, New England is minus one, um, and Carolina's plus two and a half. Like not a lot. And the Jets are plus one and a half on Monday night against the Chargers, which is which is pretty interesting actually. But the game that I pegs, and I want to hear other than Kansas City, Miami, that I want to hear from you on. I had two that I looked at and thought, oh, that's interesting. Seattle plus five at Baltimore, and then I got one more I want to ask you about.
2: Yeah, I I I would say, mean you probably want to be on Seattle there. Yeah, Uh, I agree. Ravens are terrible. That's a big number. That's the only thing that makes me worried. Where it's like, first glance, I'd assume this number should be three and a half. So I'll take it. If it's stinky and something's fishy here, maybe we'll get off it later in the week. But I'll I'll grab the five now while it's up there. But. Shockingly big. This is a really big number for a Seahawks team that, yeah, they got lucky today. That wasn't their best game. I don't see them letting down against the Ravens. I don't. I don't see them overlooking Lamar like they did today with PJ Walker and um, that defense. I think they expect to play better, and this would be a great test for them that secondary against Lamar and this passing offense. That the Ravens, man, they're looking. They're looking like real problem right now. Like they're. It's them, the Chiefs and the Jags are the top three. In the AFC, and every week they're playing it. So um, that's that's the fear right now. Is like, are we walking into? Are we stepping in it? We'll just take a taste. We'll just start, we'll take the five right now, and we'll buy out of it if we need to later in the week. But um, hard to avoid this number, Chad.
1: just like a little little appetizer <laughs> taste of the Seahawks. Um, also had gorgeous throwback unis today. Uh, the other team that is streaking right now. God, this AFC North. Is so freaking good. Cincinnati, one and a half point favorite at home against Buffalo. My lean is you got to take Cincinnati because that Buffalo. Yeah, I don't lead,
2: get the line. Why is this not three?
1: Yeah, that Bills so, defense is terrible.
2: Again, I'm right. Th- I'm right there with you. I'm bending it too, people. We might be stepping in it, but what a terrible line horrible line this is this is bill's fully healthy line bills are not fully healthy they got major issues right now on that defensive side of the ball um i'm right there with you chad like there's there's certain times we're just playing the numbers here if this was three and a half three i'd lean towards bills especially after the game we just saw from this Bengals team but and minus one minus one and a half what are we doing here? So we'll 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 take we'll take another bet here on this Bengals team and see what see see which way this number moves. But um, not sure what I'm missing here. I just I feel like the Bengals are a much better team right now. Like Burrow is a different different guy, healthy, and we saw that today. Him running outside the pocket, him moving in the pocket. Chris was Chris nailed it. Like he came back fully healthy after two weeks. I, I wasn't buying that he was all right and he was all good. Today he had no worries. He was running. He was literally taking dudes on, putting his head down. Yeah, dudes. Like that's that's a fearless dude right there. So um definitely a bad miss to me by me today in the 49ers. But um this this Bengals team catching under three at home against a banged up Bills team. I don't care if they've extended if they extended rest. Uh-uh, I gotta back the Bengals here.
1: And he was running incredibly well. Like he did not look concerned at all. And his and his throws were fantastic. So Um, totally agree with you. What were the games you were looking at?
2: Honestly, I don't want to say it, but I got to say it. I'm on the bears. Uh, I know. I know. I got to do it though. Like it was, it just jumped out to me where, um, What's the number on the bears right now? Six, six and a half. I just think people are going to drink the Kool-Aid of the Saints and the fact that they're at home, um, you know, the only the only reason this would move a ton if they got blown out tonight or we know Fields is going to be back. But I think Fields will be back by next week. And this number could come down to four, four and a half. Uh, The Saints, to me, you know, they're good. Their defense plays well. I still have a lot of questions about their car and maybe they fixed it doing this whole thing bringing in Hill and have him be in the running quarterback and then taking random deep shots. But um, it's, it's hard not to try to fade the saints after arguably their best performance by an offense they've had this season. So uh, not, again, not going crazy. here. I just threw a little bit on their plus six and um, you know, I can't believe I'm doing it. Got to do it. Tampa plus two. In Ugh. Houston. Ugh. I know. Why? But Give me your logic. I, the, I think the book might be out on CJ, brother. Really. He did like not I, look good today. I, and he hasn't in a while. Like, since that Saints game, he just – it looks like whatever these defenses have figured out on him and they're taken away from him, he, he just has not adjusted to it. and They don't – they offensively haven't adjusted to it. So, um, it's not going to be shocking that people are going to come in on Houston here. Like, no one likes the Bucs. The Bucs got a really lucky backdoor cover this past week, but I'm just, I'm just taking in case they do, the pros do come in on this number. It just feels like this should be a pick. I'm getting plus two right now on, you know, this bad Bucks team, but I just, I trust Todd Bowles and their defense to kind of keep this, keep this defensive scheme going against CJ. CJ just, you know, he had plenty of opportunities today. And he just, did not make the right reads. And it's been a couple of weeks now. He's just been this way. Like after he started so well, we get, we give him so much grace and, you know, kind of overlooked it. And this, this week I, I had a, a decent amount on Houston. So I was watching a lot of that game and he just did not look comfortable. And a lot of what the defense was doing was disguising what their like, their pre snaps looks were like they'd bring all everyone up to the line and the D ends would drop down. The linebackers would rush and he would, it would just completely throw them off these different looks. So, um, as much as I love this shit, I to shit on and make fun of the bucks, this is probably a nice spot to back them.
1: Can I just say one thing? Uh, there is a book out there that, uh, as we were talking about Cincinnati and Buffalo that had Cincinnati a plus one and a half. Um, and I grabbed it. So, uh, I'm going to put in the app at plus one and a half. Um, but just so people are aware, it might still be out there.
2: What a weird uh, line.
1: Yeah. So go search for it, shop for it. Everywhere is at minus one and a half. This one book was at plus one and a half, and it is uh, it's widely available. Um, okay, let me recap here: Kansas City minus two. We're looking to lean against that. Seattle plus Buffalo, just little, 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 little tiny appetizer on Seattle plus five. Um, Cincinnati, uh, Seattle, Baltimore. I mean, Buffalo is Cincinnati minus one and a half. Uh, we like Cincinnati. A lean to that. Bears plus six and a half. I can't believe Simon said it, not me. Tampa plus two. Um, (laughs) Thinks the book might be out on CJ Stroud. As a reminder, the Favorites podcast is presented by Bet365. Bet365 doesn't do ordinary. That's why you get more boosts with them than with anyone else. Every day, they power up the odds on hundreds of bets, To give you a chance to win more, Bet365 boosts specific markets, your winnings, and even parlays, and they don't stop there. Keep an eye out for their biggest and best odds with the incredible super boost. Check out the boosts and see why it's never ordinary at Bet365. Must be 21 or older and present in Colorado, Iowa, New Jersey, Ohio, or Virginia, or 18 and older in Kentucky. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-GAMBLER or 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. Terms, conditions, restrictions apply. Uh, For those listening on AMP, this is our last episode on the platform. Thanks to all the loyal Ampers. Thanks to the folks at AMP for being great partners. If you love listening or watching uh, us live, which you should, because every point in the line matters. You heard it here tonight. Catch our next episode live on Tuesday at 1.45 p.m. Eastern on Action Network's YouTube channel. Covering the entire NFL Week Nine board. Or download us from Apple Podcasts, from Spotify, wherever you get your podcast, rate, review, subscribe, leave us five stars, say whatever you want. Feedback is a gift. Listen all the way through for Simon Hunter. I am Chad Melman. Until next time, Tuesday, 145 PM Eastern. Love you.
0: Action Network reminds you, please gamble responsibly.